Welcome everybody to the JK Sports Podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Kyle. <coughs> Sorry, I had a little little something in my throat there. A little tickle. <clears throat> a little tickle, but we're good. I'm ready to give my best thought, as, as always. As always, so. Um, what's going on, Kyle? It's been a little while since the podcast. It has been. I feel like last time we did it, we were taking a road trip up to Gainesville to go yeah. visit the Gators in person. It was a good weekend. Yeah, that was a good weekend. We, um... College basketball was there. Um, I think game day wasn't there for that game, but no. that was the Billy Donovan game. It was. Dedicated the court to Billy D. We got to meet a couple of the old players. I shouldn't say old players. The players that played for Billy Donovan during yeah. his tenure. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, reminisce about the glory days. Yeah, we, we got, got to, to shake some hands. Shake some hands. Um, pound some knucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what they call it. That's so what the kids, kids call uh, it, right? Gonna say slap hands or high fives, but right, <laughs> we went there. We got to give our appreciation to some of the former players, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, we should probably put some of those pictures up for the for the podcast. We should for our followers. We didn't. We, we owe it to them, Kyle. That's true. There were some in the personal account, you know. Want to keep some privacy, but I, I think I think our fans deserve some of those. One, we are worldwide. Worldwide. Worldwide phenoms. Start. There's no such thing as privacy anymore. Yeah. Our privacy went out the window when we started this podcast. We knew what we were getting ourselves into. That's right. And especially now that we're in the local community and just winning golf tournaments. Yeah, we. I mean, that's for charity. Right. That's right. Yes, we won a won a scramble. Obviously, I mean, I know our listeners aren't going to be surprised by that. Uh, took down the field, dominated, took some prizes home. We're yeah. staring at some nice trophies. We, we've got trophies here uh, saying that we're champs. Yeah, we have evidence. <laughs> it happened. There's, there's okay. evidence there that says we are, we are the champs. So um, it's pretty good. But um, that Gator basketball game, the experience there, I won't, let's not, I'm not going to talk about the game, but that experience was once in a lifetime, Kyle. It was once in a lifetime. I think anybody, you know, going to live sporting events is always, it's just different. Any, any sport is different live. But when you're there uh, with players that you grew up watching um, throughout either your childhood or through your time in school, college, et cetera, and, you know, they're back and they're right there with you. You get to meet some of them. It was very uh, nostalgic for me. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't think of a better word than that. It's just very surreal. Um, what sport, better sport to watch live, basketball or football that you would rather go see? Um, better sport live is between those two. I I definitely think basketball is better live. I would much rather watch football on TV than I would in the stadium. Basketball is you're way more engaged watching it live. That's true. And I feel like it has a different. You don't appreciate how big the athletes are until you see them in person. You don't appreciate how quick how they move. It just it doesn't. TV doesn't do it justice. I think though one thing I'm always surprised about basketball is it's really. I mean it's the same court. It's just it's a small court. <laughs> You right. Know, when I right. look at it on TV, I'm like, oh, this is the size of a football field. Right. But it's really a small court, and there's really no bad seats, I would say, in right. basketball. Right. Um, but so I, I would agree with that. But the crowds in football live are so much better. That that's I would I agree with watching basketball live, but a crowd of football when they're all into it, cheering on with your your rowdy reptiles is just I like that a lot. The experience of a football game is unlike any other, but it is, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's an experience. It's the full day. It's the tailgating. It's the crowds. It's the hanging out. It's the camaraderie. The entrance. It, the entrance. Right, the yeah. Coming the out. band. I don't know, man. That, yeah. It just, there's a lot going on there. And that is, the, the experience itself of a football game is way better, no doubt. But if you're going to actually watch, if we're talking watching a game, I feel like watching a basketball game, and it's quicker. It's easier. There's waves of there's a lot more waves of emotions that I go through in a football game yes. than a basketball game. Although I've been, I've gone to the Final Four 
with the Gators. Playoff, oh. I guess, you know, playoff basketball. Right. Um, Final Four, UF did not win. They lost to Kentucky that year towards the end. That was pretty exciting, though. I would say playoff basketball when your team's in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Back and forth live. Yes. Um, that crowd is, is pretty intense. Absolutely. Um, and great. Have you seen uh, any playoff basketball for uh, the Gators? Yeah, I went to – I've been to two Final Fours for Florida in 2000 when they lost to – I saw them win the first game and then when they lost to Michigan State in the finals. And then I went when they won their first national championship in 06. And that was – that was probably the best sporting event as a whole I've ever been to. I think all around that we're in Indianapolis. It just it was our first national championship. It was incredible. Just the you whole, never forget your first. No man, it, I don't know. It was I don't know. It's just it's hard to explain. Just the atmosphere. Was that wild. definitely a, a more of a football experience? Like that basketball, as close as you could get to a football crowd experience. Yeah. For a basketball game. Yeah, and it was pretty cool too because I mean it's two games right and it's over you know, three days, if you yep. will. So after you win the first game in the final four, then the anticipation and the buildup for the finals is pretty intense. Right. And so you're waiting, you're waiting, you finally get in there and it's a massive crowd. You know, you talk about, you were saying earlier, there's always a good seat in the house for a basketball game. Yeah. Well, those final four, you know, they games, they put them in a football stadium. Right. So that's not always the case, but I mean, there's a ton of people there. It's just, it's wild, man. It's it's cool. And then obviously when you win, it's pretty hard to forget. Yeah. So you would do it again? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Why? Is Florida going to the Final Four this year? You you tell me, Kyle. You you have a little more insight. You you're a you're a journalist. Um, you know that really does a lot of research. You're part of you're part of the in crowd with the with the Gator. You have some sources. Um, yeah. You want to tell me a little bit about um, recent encounters with Mike White or uh, or some of the speeches? What what do you what are you hearing these days? No, I mean I don't want to. <laughs> no, is a short answer. I don't want to reveal all of the secrets at oh, this man. point. I will have at no. I have no doubt in my mind that at some point I will be able to discuss all of the happenings recently. But I will say recently as far as games are concerned there's nothing that has occurred with the gators that's surprising the win against lsu at home was a great win um but we should win that the loss at tennessee on the road not a great loss but you saw that coming after a big game right um they're playing at georgia right now they gotta win this game um but do they though i mean they're in the tournament so at yes. this point, doesn't matter. They, they've got to win the game. They have to win the game. They need to beat teams that are below That they should them. beat. Yes. That, because this is the problem. This is now becoming a glaring issue with Mike White, is the inconsistencies. And it is so frustrating to watch a team go out and play so well against LSU and dominate the entire game, look dominant. All the players are playing to their potential and look good. Um, and it just, it's, but it happens every game. So this is a horrible thing to discuss on you know a podcast because the listeners can't see it. But when you look at, so every game they show kind of a game flow chart of the scoring, right? right? Like, a line, it, like a line chart. A line chart, line graph, if people know what I'm talking about. When you look at Florida's chart, they'll go up, 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 you know, scoring, scoring, scoring for the first five, six minutes consistently, whatever. And then it goes flat for like 10 minutes. And as a listener, if you it's can like envision... A yes, it's like a... Yes, the, the line's going up, up, up. It's ticking up. It's getting better, better, better on the, your graph. And then it just goes straight across. It just flattens out. Well, it flattens out because our offense just goes completely stale and we just, we don't know what to do. That happens every single game. You can look back at all of our games and see that. And there's like a 10 minute span where we are just so completely incompetent. And as a coach, figure it out. Make whatever changes you need to make. Uh, To me, that shows a sign of in-game coaching where you don't know what the heck to do. It takes you too long to figure it out. 
and figured out the changes. And it's becoming really frustrating for me to watch. We have such a talented team, so skilled, so athletic. It's frustrating. So that, those are valid points. I'm going to go with another point of the inconsistencies, though. Um, nobody's chirping about uh, Kentucky head coach John Calipari. I mean, they just lost and got almost blown out the other day by Tennessee. Yeah, um, Kentucky Calipari's track record is way better than Mike White's, though. Is it? Yes, it absolutely is. I mean, how many Final Fours has he been to? He's won a national championship. He's put a ton of players into the draft. Mike White has had talent, and I feel like hasn't really done much with it. Okay, that's fair enough. I think it's accurate. I think yeah. it's factual. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I'm off the train, man. I just it's it's really really frustrating to watch all this talent go to waste. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I I just relate back to football, like we said, the inconsistencies of the one thing about Mullen that I love is he still which he still hasn't been able to beat Georgia and he's got to beat Georgia this year is he beats the teams who he's who he's supposed to be. Yes. Right. Right now, the last couple years. Yeah, we lost to Kentucky, Missouri his first year, right, mm-hmm. in um, Georgia. Right. Right. Last year, lose to LSU, lose to Georgia. But you won the remaining of the games, right? And you beat the teams, that you beat the Vanderbilts, and you beat them how you should beat them. Yes. Right. We ha- I mean, we were, they were doing that on the McElwain, but it was a 6-3 to three game. Right. A 9-3 game. Same right. thing with Muschamps. So it was a little bit of false, false hope. Right. That you had. Um, so, yeah, I agree. When you have a team that has won less than double digits in the SEC play, and you're a team who's beat, like, the number, well, you know, a top 25 team, top 15 Auburn right. team, like, you should be able to beat all of those. I mean, they, I think in the broadcast they said today, if Florida wins, um, today I think they lock up the number two seed in the SEC tournament. Really? I think I they're projected them. number four seed right now. Maybe if they win out, maybe that's what they meant. I, maybe, but still, they're like be a top two, top four seed. That's kind of yeah crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, basketball, there, there's what, 30 games in the regular season, maybe a little more. You're going to have some stinkers here and there. I get it. That's not, I, I'm fine with that. You can't have 10 of them. Here's a college basketball stat that I found out, though. Um, my my uh, in-laws' hometown, Evansville, Evansville, Indiana. Hey, now. You know, the um, the Aces. They're the Purple Home Aces. Home of the Purple Aces. That's Home right. of the Purple Aces. They beat Kentucky this year at Kentucky. Huge win. Right. Right. Um, have you heard anything else about them? Yeah, their head coach got fired. Yeah. Yeah, head coach got fired. What about their record? Do you know anything about the record? I don't. So let me tell you how they finished up. About good coaching, bad coaching. Okay. Um, they lost recently, um, about a couple of days ago, to Illinois State, uh, 71 to 60. Okay. Right? Tough loss, I guess, whatever. Okay. That's in, uh, they're in the Missouri Valley Conference, pretty tough. That means, that was their last conference turn play um, <clears throat> game that they had. They went 0 and 18 in their conference. Wow. That's not good. And they beat the number one Kentucky team this year by three at Kentucky. Yeah. That's the first team in history to beat a number one team and go winless in their conference games. That's impressive. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. So what does that mean? What are we getting at here? I just thought it was a cool stat. (laughs) It is a cool stat. That's just great. I mean, not a cool stat for them, but... Purple Aces. I guess that's got to be all the coaching that he got fired. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure that a lot of it has to do with the fact that didn't he abuse players or kids or, I don't know. He did something bad, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Not not sure about any of that. Well, write this down, kids. Don't be sketchy. Don't. Don't be sketchy. Um, Kyle, I want to change subjects a little bit. Let's shift gears. Okay, let's shift gears. To our favorite topic, we just gotta admit it, we're golf fans. We oh, love yeah. talking about golf. Yeah, let's do right? it. Right. Um, 
and to our listeners here, we're so fired up. This is Bay Hill week. It is Bay Hill right, week. This is That's when right. golf really starts. I would... Uh, is, what tournament was it before? Like... We're not See, in... for me, it's Phoenix. It's the waste management. That's that's when it really kicks off for me. Kind of though. That's that's like preseason. That's like that's like the real. That that's when I know golf is back. When on 16 with the stadium, they're all fired up. But that's up. Super Bowl week as well, so you're kind of like, eh. I know, but that's what I'm saying because that's it's like the last. It's perfect because it's the last week of football. You get to watch the Waste Management Open before the Super Bowl because I feel like I'm tuned in. You're getting fired up for the Super Bowl, so you watch Sunday in Phoenix, right? Yeah, it is, but it's it, it this still doesn't do it to me. All right, so the Florida Swings when it starts for you. The Florida Swing. All right, is, is that's when fair. It I that's mean, fair. Pebble Beach is always exciting, but I still don't get as excited for Pebble Beach as I do the Bay Hill and the Florida Swing. No, I, w- I would agree. I, I am definitely way more excited about the Florida Swing, no doubt. Yeah. All right. So we're here. We're here. here. A little upset. So as as a, a good podcaster does, we go out we go out to the field and give the try to give the best experiences, the best content for our fans. Right. So we're going to Bay Hill this year. Um, you went last year. I think I did. we both went. Great time. It was a great time. Great time. Always a great. Bay Hill is um, a great tournament. You got to see Rory. We got to see Brooks up close. Up close. Pretty much settle that debate that he's not jacked. Right. Um. Good. Good time. This year, I'm gonna go for us for the for the JK Sports Podcast. Somebody's got to do it. Um. Are you gonna represent us in TPC this year? Uh. No. I will be out of town. Oh. The man. whole two. I know. This is gonna be the first year in a long time with no Bay Hill or no TPC. It's gonna be rough. I know. I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of myself. But, you know. Are you going to go to any professional golf tournament this year? I don't know. I might try to go to Valspar. That's a good one. I've not been to Valspar. Never. I, have, I haven't either. That's one that actually I was thinking about going to Valspar as well. Well. That, that's it, We can discuss. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, but Bay Hill, it's going to be fun. A little upset that Tiger's not playing, but I respect it. Like we said all along... Tiger can't peak too soon. He's a little stiff. He's a little older. Save the reps. He knows when he needs to get ready. It's right. a tough stretch. Like what? So we got the Florida swing here of um, so Bay we, Hill, TPC, and uh, Valspar. Well, and last week as well down in uh, Jupiter. That's right. That was the PGA National course. Yep. Have you played that course? I have not. That'd be a fun course to play. Bear trap. Rawr. <laughs> what? That was it's a bear gone? trap. That's what. That's what the course. Yeah. How the, many courses the, are there? In the, there's multiple courses out there. Nah, I don't know. I think. Bear trap. Bear trap, huh? Yeah. That's that's weird. I, I've never heard that. You're one. allowed to growl at the players when they come around the bear oh, trap. Instead of high fives, everybody just Re- growls. Just growls. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. So they, yeah, there's four four attorneys in the Florida swing now. I do love the fact that they moved up TPC. Um, Second year in a row. Yeah, into March. I think that's fantastic. I think that's, you know, it kicks off the major season, quote-unquote, the unofficial major. Um, But it makes sense. I like it. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. Condensed Um, the season. I mean, good move. So let's just talk about what we're all known, the Masters. We're Team Tiger. Right. We we are so Team Tiger and so cool that we have our Masters koozie out. We do. Yes. Here. Um, it's pretty amazing. So, um, I thought about this. We obviously want Tiger to win. We've made some um, friendly wagers with, with friends about Tiger winning the podcast. I mean, the podcast, the Masters or not. Um, you know who I'd rather, if it's not Tiger that wins. Right. Who Who do you want who do you want to win the Masters? Who's your next, like, that's what, that's who's going to excite me, and I'll be happy for who wins the Masters. Rory, to Rory. see the Grand Slam, right? Um, I never in my life thought I would say this, but I'd be okay with Phil winning it. Because I, oh, I truly believe in, in the, pains me to say this, I feel like this is the last year for Phil to really... Now, he'll be able to play in tournaments and, you know, 
make yeah. cuts and whatever. But I feel like this is going to be his last year to truly compete. He'll be I, like BJ Singh playing like every tournament out there and. Not yeah, it, you you can almost see the decline with him. You know, it's just it's like he can't. There's no way he's going to be able to do it for four consecutive rounds anymore. Um, like any great athlete, eventually, Father Time catches up to you. It's hard to watch. Um, so that I wouldn't be upset if Phil won. I think that'd be a cool story. I don't yeah. know. How about you? Um, this is a, sh- a little bit of a shocker, but I would take over Rory winning the Grand Slam. You know who I would take? Kevin Kisner. Who? The Kismeister. He'll never win Augusta, though. He's from Aiken, South Carolina, right down the road there, gets to play the Masters. All, I mean, he's played Augusta plenty of times. That's his course. I mean, that that's the course that if he's going to win a major, it's got to be that one. I know, but don't right? you feel like Zach Johnson was an anomaly? These short hitters winning Augusta. You know, I feel like it's guys who can just destroy the golf Danny ball. Willette. I mean, he can he, hit it. Not that, I mean, not that far. Better than ZJ. He can out-hit Kisner. Yeah. I and Don't get me wrong. That's a great call. I'm I not, would love. Sorry, I'm, I, I, I'm not I, trying to argue this yeah. fact. I just. I think that's, it's his, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's anywhere near the top tier of having a shot at winning. But if anybody could, like, get me excited, I think a Kisner winning yeah. it would be, I'd get pretty f- fired up. About that. And that's really his only chance because the U.S. Open, the PGA, who knows what they're going to do, right? They always – I mean, that's over there in San Francisco. They'll probably – I don't know. You know who, right. who knows? A bunch of hippies that running around, yeah. you know. Right. The U.S. <laughs> Open, the British Open, um, what I've heard from some of the golfers is that, like, that course is horrible. Which they're one? Not happy, where they're playing the British Open at. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Open. And then um, the U.S. Open, the players usually always get pissed off. Well, they just, the course is so the course incredibly is so brutal. Incredible. Yeah, exactly. But I think the other reason why the Masters has, you have a better chance for like a Kisner or something like that is the field is smaller. Right. You know, you don't have, I think you have what, 80 players, 60 players that are playing the Masters? It's like, Yes, yeah, 66 or something like that. Is that right? Does that make sense? I think it's 60-something. Yeah. So, I was thinking about Kiz is a good guy. I think I like, although he's a Georgia Bulldog. They need to mic him up, though. Yeah. Let's get him mic'd up. Why doesn't the PGA do that? I mean, I know PGA is extremely conservative and is very protective of players and... Um, you know, if they find players, you, it's never publicized. Yeah. Um, but, man, I feel like if they mic'd up these golfers, that talk about elevating the viewing experience. Well, depends which ones, right? So I think it'd have to be in match play, right? Because during the tournaments, they're not really talking in the groups and depending who the groups are with. DJ's not going to talk with any Like, DJ and Brooks... Those guys probably saying two words to each other the entire time. Yeah, but just keep them mic'd up and just take the when they do talk. Let's yeah. hear it. You, you need know? a like a you know the NFL has the Showtime show inside the uh, NFL every week, and right. they take like clips from each of the games and mic up a couple players, make it exciting. Right. Why can't you have that with golf? I don't know. Come on, PGA. Get it together. Figure it out. Look a brother up. I think that would be good. I mean, but Brooks recently just said he's not going to do um, in-game interviews. Like, in during in-match interviews that they were trying to do. Who was P- doing that? The PGA was trying to do that. Um, I'm okay with that. Interviewing in the middle of the match, that's... I mean, I, I would love to see it, but yeah, I'm... He, he I will not... Like yeah, he fair. does not... He said he, would, he refuses to do mid-round interviews. Which is good, but I mean, there's got to be at some point that you do that. Baseball's growing in that. Like, baseball's growing at, like, the All Star games yeah. is when, base, All Star games, they're, you know, they're doing it. So it's something fun. They'll mic up the outfielders. Um, you're not doing anything. Go that way. Now, in the, these preseason games um, for baseball, 
they're micing up the pitchers or some of the batters and stuff, which has actually been pretty funny. They've all been roasting the Houston Astros. Yeah, they are getting um, smoked right now. But, you know, that that's good. So I think some of the fun tournaments, like, why not? Like, the Phoenix Open on 16, why not, right? Be mic'd up for that. I mean, that's true. They could just place microphones on 16. That That's a good point, I guess. I don't know. Where I, the game? Mid-round interviews, not... See, golf is way too mental for that. Baseball, there's so much downtime. You don't have to be focused when the ball's not in play. So it's. I feel like it's a completely different feel. Golf, you've got to be mentally in it at all times. And for four hours... Not you know, all times. I mean, there's spurts. There's just a lot of... Small, uh, see, small I times that you have to be. You're not I, locked in when you're walking to your ball. I disagree. You know? I I think I think the great players are. I think the ones on tour. I think they are locked in. Absolutely. Yeah, I, they're not thinking of much during that time. You don't think so? I bet they are. I bet they are thinking about the shot, what to play, what the what the conditions, the during no, like after Tiger hits his drive, right? He's just focused on all right, that was good, keep it up, let's stay in the moment, not think about too much, and then wait till he gets to his ball and then analyze like what's the wind do? What kind of lie do I have? You I know, disagree. where's that? I disagree. I think he's mentally locked in. What that, does that, that mean? Walk. I think he's thinking of all the different factors. I don't think he's thinking about like what he's gonna eat for dinner that night. No, like what I, I do I when I that. play, or you know, <laughs> like okay, the drink cart girl, I can see her at the next, you know, green. I don't think he's thinking about that. I mean, maybe thinking about girls, but he was. He, I mean, <laughs> young Tiger would have been great, like Mike Duff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, he would have been pretty awesome. No, I don't know. I think it's different in golf. No mid-round interviews. I'm okay with it. You're already... You're not growing the game. <laughs> I say we mic them up. I'm cool micing them up. Oh, really? Yeah. Just okay. no interviews. Well, I did hear um, about Tiger Woods. So one of the great things about him winning the Masters last year is he's picks the dinner. Yes. What did, Didn't he pick... Fajitas, and I know he's, he was thinking about doing milkshakes for dessert, but it's like a Southern California thing mixed with Asian food, right? He's doing the same champion's dinner as he did in 2006. Okay. Right? So it's steak and chicken fajitas, sushi and sashimi. There it is, yeah. And he's currently debating on milkshakes as a dessert. Yeah, what is there to debate? <laughs> Absolutely do it. Like, why is there even hesitation? I mean, how great is that? You get to do the champion's dinner. That. All right, Juan, you win the Masters. It's champion's dinner. Ooh. What are you picking? Man, that's tough, right? It's um, hard. I'd want... I'm a big steak guy. Yeah? So, like, some Kobe steak. Ooh. Yeah. Wagyu. Solid. Some of that steak. Um... Although, the sushi is a good call. That's a sushi power Sushi and sashimi, move. you know? Yeah. Um, especially with his Asian roots, right? That's right. fits in right there. Right. Um, but yeah, some some steaks there. I, I like I like the sushi, it, depending if you get a good chef out there as a little appetizer. Right. Some appetizer sushi. Um, Start then, with I don't know, sushi. a lot of sides. A lot of sides. Just heavy on the sides. Different side. What do you, what do you rule? What are you rolling with? Man, I don't know. It's. I just love food in general. Oh, well, like, you're coffee now. I'm no, I'm you. not. I'm trying to think. I mean, in all honesty, I do love. For an app, I'm doing some sort of seafood. Yeah. Whether it's oysters or sushi, or maybe both. Let's let's go with both. It's you're the champion. I'm you the won champion. the Masters. No, so I'm you're... going sushi. Everybody gets one, uh, two pieces of sushi, okay? Okay. And two oysters. Why do they have to decide? They don't have to decide. You can they can get as many as they want. It's a champion's dinner. Yeah, it's my champion's dinner. So I said they get two each. You're restricting them for two each. Yes, I absolutely oh, am. Oh wow, that's yes, that's rough. 
Well, listen. Okay, so continue. I'll let you go on. All right, so after that, I've probably got to do, got to probably go red meat, some sort of red meat, yeah. right? I I do love steak, but I don't know if I'm really, I don't know. I'm definitely going mac and cheese and or risotto yeah. as a side. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to go pasta. I'm going heavy, okay? Okay. Listen, Angel what, hair pasta or are you doing like the... No, 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 no. No, it's mac and cheese. Yeah. Mac and cheese with your elbow noodles, oh, you know, okay. Okay. obviously. And then, and risotto. So you can do both if you want or one or the other, but you got to do one or the other. Okay. And it's Parmesan risotto. Let's not be stupid. Right. Okay. Uh, we have morals. Right. We have standards. Let's, come on now. Um... Dessert's tough. I'm I'm not sure what to go with the with the dessert. Oh, I know what I'm. You you got to go with the the chocolate chip cookie in the um ice cream? the cast iron skillet with then some ice cream on top. Never have you had that before? Of course, I'm not an animal. Like a cast iron skillet, dude. Yeah, it comes out piping hot. The the chocolate chip cookie bottom of the cast iron skillet. You just do a a scoop Ooh. of ice cream on top. Dude, that will light you up. Yeah. Man, you're welcome. Yeah, I definitely would have to do some ice cream. Yeah. On it. Um. But, I see, I'm an alcohol guy. I like alcohol. <laughs> but I'll probably have to do um some you're, wine. You're an alcohol. Oh, so, well, well, yeah. Some I mean, wine and some good wine pairings in between. Well, of course. And then, but at the end, where I'm going with this is, um, a little brandy Alexander. Ooh, okay. Okay. You know, that's like a little ice cream, a little liqueur on it. Right, right. Palate cleanser. I hear you. Yeah, I dig what you're throwing out there. I or like some it. limoncello. Well, I, see, that's where I thought you were gonna go with it. You're a limoncello kind of guy. I am. <laughs> many, many different ones. But yeah, that'd be. You know what I thought we should do? For the local tournament we play here at the camp, right? we should have a champions dinner. A champion's dinner? For our group of friends that, okay. you know, we, we're starting to do the group of friends, who's the best and who wins out of our group of friends. I yeah. feel like we should, first of all, obviously get a jacket or some kind of something That's for the winner. That's not a bad idea. Something for the winner all that right. gets passed on each year. little local champion's dinner. Local and we can champion. invite the JK listeners yeah. to it. It yeah. can be a, you know, public dinner. Correct not a bad idea yeah we're not snobs right we're for the people right it's for everybody yeah i love it okay we're well, gonna need a sponsor to cover that tab yeah so any listeners who like a sponsor yeah um, hit us up champions dinner yeah or any of the local country clubs that would like to anybody we're not host. picky yeah anywhere I'm not picky like Cadia, you know we could have it there if they like to sponsor mm. it. a rod likes it does he yeah, he and J-Lo ate there. Oh, did you eat with them? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. They did eat there, though. See? I, I recently ate there for the first time. Um, it was yeah. delicious. It is delicious. Shout out to Katia. Shout out to Katia. Big big fans. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> big time listeners, too. <laughs> they love, love, right, right. love the podcast. So, right. um, I like it. So, Champions Dinner for Tiger. Um that's a great tradition. All right, quick. Uh, so follow back up to Tiger real quick. So he's has he announced he's playing in TPC? I don't think he has actually, but it's. You're I think assuming it's a given. he is, yeah. right? I mean, that's his tune-up for right. Augusta, right? Um, so yeah, so Tiger's staying on the schedule, which he, you know, said. I mean, obviously, I think Bay Hill is the only one that he really, you know, is missing out on that he normally would play in. But sticking with the schedule, I like it. I think he's doing a good job of. He, Load he, management. He did play Bay Hill last year. Um, and last year he also played the Valspar, but I think the Valspar was actually before Bay Hill. Or a couple weeks spread out in between there. Um, it wasn't as back-to-back. Uh, but because the Valspar, he almost won. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, I, I do because uh, there was a 30 for 30 on Tiger winning the Masters that I recently rewatched. Ah, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how he almost won the Valspar. Right. Um, and he said, you know, that w- uh, he lost it. He goes, 
I'm, I was fine when I lost. He wasn't fine when he lost, but he goes, that would have been too soon. Yeah. He goes, I, I should. I wasn't ready at that point. I should have won at that time. That would have been too soon. Right. Right. Because that's that's what he does. He's mentally strong. Do you think he has a legitimate everybody. shot to win at Augusta this year? I mean, truly, do you think he has a legitimate shot? Oh yeah. I mean, that's. I I think. As as I uh, said to some of our friends here, I mean, Tiger's mindset said if he is four shots back going into the ninth, the back nine. No, if he's within six shots heading into the back nine, he says he has a shot of winning the Masters. It's pretty bold. I mean, have you ever been that confident in in a golf round? As Tiger is at Augusta. It depends on who I'm playing. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're playing. Like, you've been that confident? It depends on who I'm playing. I mean, granted, I'm if it's against d- people who are decent, no. The answer is no. But I don't know, man. It's Tiger. He has, has a different mindset, you know? Yeah, it's a great mindset. It's a winning mindset. It's a winner's mindset. He's going to win it again. I, I can't I, wait. I think that he mm-hmm. is... Already three to four strokes ahead of everybody because of how his intellect at that course. Right. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, because when you look at especially recent winners, you know who has who's playing well right now that is a that has won Augusta. Adam Scott. I guess. I mean, he's he's probably it, right? Yeah. Anybody who's won Augusta in the last however Rory's long hasn't been playing too bad. Roy's never won. Right, but I'm saying he's playing good heading into. No, it, no, no. no. I'm won. saying I'm saying guys who have played the course a long time, who have been successful on the course, who's playing hot right now. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. I, Adam Scott's. He's he might be a quote unquote long shot to uh, compete this year. You're going to pick him as a long shot? I don't know. Maybe. In our draft. Yeah. We'll see. I'd pick him. All right. We'll see, Kyle. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What are you working with there, Juan? That's a little funky, huh? Yeah. That is um, a little band called The Strokes. They're um, good. New album coming out, The New Abnormal. Okay. And that song... Check it out. That song's called, Lil Diddy called, Bad Decisions. I don't know what those are. Never made them. <laughs> Never made them. So we're going to talk a little lightning round. Um, talk a little, little topics here. I, uh, this is a lightning round question that, it's not really a question, just a little fact around here that I saw, local news. Okay. Um, our alumni, or one of our former schools, our high school, Forest High School. Yes. Um, Forest High School Wildcats from Locale, Florida. Right. Woo woo. Um, they are one of the 25 schools in Florida and 200 nationally. Right, 200 schools, nas- high schools nationally, have been chosen to wear the Jordan uniforms. Yes. It's a pretty big deal. Yes. I guess those uh, donation checks you've been uh, writing to them are really, uh, really going through. Yeah, yeah. I it it is confusing me. I don't understand how that selection process is made, but that is pretty sweet. I've got to think, as a student athlete, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I know the uniforms we wore, uh, you know, football, soccer, baseball, yeah, whatever. I mean, self brag all, all the all the sports. You play, no, like no, this is <laughs> this is not a self brag. This is a uh, the fact that we had, I feel like, hand me down uniforms for all of them, and yeah, the uniforms weren't great. They were terrible. Um, terrible. I felt like there was no money for the athletic. <laughs> no. No, so I don't know how that happened, but I'm happy for them. Good for for us. Let it rip. Represent I mean, well throughout the state. 25, 25 
high schools in Florida. Think of all the high schools in Florida that are have won state national like championships. I right. Mean, half of them in Miami. Right. And for a little town like that, pretty surprised, but good for them. Proud of you guys. Proud of them. Um, Juan, I've got an NFL question for you. Oh, NFL. NFL, we're getting real drafty. All right. Okay. A lot of talk recently about the NFL draft and the quarterbacks in the draft. Joe Burrow, Tua, apparently Jordan Love from Utah State shooting up the board. A bunch of other quarterbacks around the draft. But really my question is, you have the number one pick in the draft. You're the Cincinnati Bengals. Would you take Burrow or Tua? Who do you think has a better chance at being a solid NFL quarterback? I think it's it's still Burrow. Um, I still think it's Burrow. Tua's had a little injury prone, so you got to have that little concern there. Um, yeah, I think it's Burrow. If I don't know it's really much of a debate in my mind. If your Burrow in Cincinnati says, we're going to pick you, would you go to Cincinnati? Or would you say, no, I'm not going to play for you. You need to trade. Pull an Eli Manning or Phillip Rivers? Yep. I mean, Cincinnati's not bad. If you got A.J. Green there. Cincinnati is a top three worst franchise of all time in the NFL. Oh, really? It's not even, it's non-debatable. And the next two would be Jacksonville and Cleveland? Cleveland, absolutely. Has Jacksonville been around long enough to be considered that? I mean, they are, yes. The short answer is yes. (laughs) Um, But I mean, yeah, they're train wreck. They're terrible. I mean, I've, the Lions probably... What do you think has a better the franchise? Lions. That, the see, Lions or Cincinnati? See, which that, one would you rather go to? Uh, which one would I rather... I'd rather... Oof, I don't know. See, I would put Detroit in there. I, I think it's Detroit, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Those three are just, I mean, horrifically awful. Yeah. Detroit's really bad. I would pick Detroit only because you get to play inside. Oh, it's like that. And you play in Thanksgiving every year. Is that good? I don't know. You're a national tell. I mean, you're a national tell all the time. But you're like. I'd rather like be at home, time. stuffing my face, making myself really uncomfortably full. As a football player, you're always gonna do that. Are you? Because I mean, those guys do whatever no. they want. My body is a temple, Juan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of it at all times. Okay. I don't know. I I'm gonna say hard pass on Cincy. Hard pass on Cincy, huh? Yep. All right. Um, I got a little question here. I was going to save it for later, but let's just let it rip right Go for now. it. Okay. And did I – I don't know if I've asked you this one already. So forgive me if I, for, if I have. Okay. The biggest upset you have seen in your lifetime. Biggest upset? I've Live, like a sporting game, right? So I'm going to give you three options here. I was thinking about it, right? So like okay. what are the, one of the biggest upsets that you remember – like in your lifetime right now in sports history. Um, I'm going to go give you three. These were some of the three that I thought of. You can choose between these three or add a different one. Okay. UF versus Ohio State in football 2006. No. New York Giants versus the New England Patriots, perfect season. That always comes into, yes, the and forefront. Texas versus USC. Vince Young, Reggie Bush. That that might have been the greatest national championship game I've ever watched, but I wouldn't say it's the greatest upset I've ever seen. Texas was good, man. It wasn't like it was a fluke deal. No, th- yes, they were good. I, I, for me, I, I feel like the Texas game was so crazy because I was so young, and it was back in the days where you watched ESPN every day just to get your news. Social media and, right. uh, and phones weren't that big yet. Right. Um, so I remember watching ESPN every day, and they were just talking about tech, uh, USC being, they're going to go back-to-back national championships, being the best team ever, that they would beat like any team in the history ever assembled. 
Um, and so when that game started, I was so pumped up. I was so hyped up because there was so much leading into it. And I was like, USC is going to win. USC going to win. And I remember watching the game and being upset and, and like just the tosses and turn in that game. And like, why am I so into this? I, I couldn't understand it. But it was just a great, thrilling game. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I, but I don't feel like it was... I mean, it, it was an upset, yes, yeah. no doubt. But I wouldn't say it was like a... I don't know. I feel like the Giants and the Patriots was way bigger of an upset. Yeah. Way bigger. With the undefeated Patriots team, I mean, they were just smoking everybody. They were unstoppable. And the Giants, freaking Eli Manning... That goober. Yeah? Did not see that coming. Eli. Oh, Eli. So you're going, you're going with that. I mean, I don't know if there's another one that's a biggest upset, but those are just some that I thought of there. Yeah. The Giants, I don't know. That's That's got to be one. That's the biggest one I can think of. You don't think UFO has to say it was a big upset? No, I don't. No. You, so you went into that game against Troy Smith, and you thought there was a chance that UF could win. Absolutely. One time. Absolutely. Not when they re, not when Ted can return the opening kickoff. Oh, that, that's why I think of a big upset, because after <laughs> you go into that, and then the opening kickoff is done, and you're like, whoa. But Florida drove down their opening right. drive and scored, and that's when you knew, like, okay, yep. And it went it. Um... All right, so let's stick with this. Uh, speaking of upsets, I'm going to stick with NFL talk. Okay. All this talk about Tom Brady. Yeah. Free agent, you know, apparently, I don't know, there's some bad blood between he and the Patriots. All I want to know is, one, will he be a Patriot next season? I still think so. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's so hard for... For him not to be one, but I'm just I'm I'm gonna err on the on the safe side and say he's still a Patriot. What if a team comes to him and says, "Okay, we're gonna pay you"? And I haven't heard anybody talk about. I don't even know if this is legal or if you can do this. But let's say somebody like I don't know Miami comes to him and says. You can be the starting quarterback for two years. We're going to give you a two-year contract, max contract, and partial ownership in the team. You're Tom Brady. Do you take it? No. Crappy team. No, he doesn't need any of that. An ownership in an NFL team? If that's what he wants to be an owner, but, like, the Dolphins, no. I think he wants to win, and he's not going to go to a crappy team like the Dolphins where he knows they're not set up yet for him to win. Like he that, that's my good, point, He needs though. a good defense. He this needs... isn't about... That's my point. You're going to a team where you know you're not going to win anything. No, but I think at that point... you get would... ownership. I don't think he'd play that game. Oof. Man. Would you? Absolutely. Ownership in a team? That's forever, man. Well, yeah. Until they buy you out. Great. <laughs> okay. That buyout's pretty decent. Man, I would take that. It's a gift that keeps on giving forever after you retire. Sign me up. I'm worried about my retirement, man. Worried about my 401k. Yeah, Foreman. those guys. I don't think. <laughs> I think Tom Brady gets a pension with uh, you know, those players. They'll get pensions. I think Tom Brady got the best pension of all time when he married Giselle. Cool. The highest paid supermodel ever. Although I don't think she is anymore. Probably not. Isn't? Kylie Jenner or one of the Jenners? Caitlyn? Probably somebody no, that Leonardo know. DiCaprio Kardashians. Is probably somebody that Leonardo DiCaprio is dating. He probably dated Giselle at some point. He did. He did, did he? he? Yeah. Well, see, there you go. I'll have to say. So it is. He, he dated her like, what was it? There's a chart out there that shows all the women that Leonardo DiCaprio has dated. And... It's a it's a bar chart and you know let's, since we were talking about charts and line charts right, and all right. that, there's a bar chart that has all the women's ages. Right. And then there's a line chart of Leo's age. Right. Since he was 20 and he's like 45, 46 now. Right. He has never dated a woman 
over 26 years old. That's interesting. <laughs> Once and every time they've got into 26, he's dumped them. Good for him. And then goes down to like a 23, 20, 22. And like, you know, if they get around 25, every time it's like, all right, you're done. I respect a man of principle. He dated you know? Giselle since she was 19 to like 23 years old or 24. Right in her prime. He doesn't mess around. He's got to figure it out. You know? I mean, would you rather have Tom Brady's on-the-field career okay, or Leonardo DiCaprio's off-the-field career? <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a second. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming my wife's listening. I'll take Tom Brady's career on the field. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> it's the only answer. That's that's the only answer. It's the only answer. That's just setting you up for success there, Kyle. Thanks, man. All right. I think that's uh, all the time <laughs> we have and for, on the high note. <laughs> for this week. So uh, thanks to our listeners. Um, we will catch you guys on the next episode. We, we will do... Um, gonna do a march madness bracket we'll do something yeah we'll get it out yeah we need to do a march madness we'll, we'll bracket. do another uh podcast before then exactly so always bringing the best to you guys and uh, we'll catch you next time